Uh, God bless you all. God bless you, Rock Church. Welcome. My name is Travis. I'm the campus pastor of our Point Loma campus right where I'm standing. Do you want to welcome all of our locations, City Heights, East County, San Isidro in the house, our online campus, microsites. Let's welcome all of our guests, all of our locations. Put our hands together like a big old family. God bless you all. Uh, if you're visiting from out of town because the food was that good, you decided to stick around, God bless you. We're glad you're here too. Uh, we have a, a great day in store. I want to invite you to come back next week. Our pastor, my pastor, Miles McPherson, will be kicking off a new message series entitled 24-7. Morning, noon, and night. It's intimacy with God. And the following Monday on January 6th, we're starting 21 days of prayer and fasting. And if you're like me, you're praying that it will be fast. That's what we're praying. I'm just saying, right, you can still be holy and it goes by fast, it's, it's still good, still good. But fasting, for those that don't know, or you're wondering what is that all about, we're really just decreasing something in us as the New Testament talks about so that God may increase in us. We decrease, he increases. We're getting something out, we're giving something up so that God can then take that place. It may be food, it, it may be coffee, it may be social media. There's probably something that you know in your life that you should let, uh, let, let, let go of. Just kind of give it away and let God come in there and fill that, that void. That's what fasting is all about. And we want to encourage you in those 21 days, you can text the word FAST to 52525. We have a FAST guide for you and give you some education on uh, meal planning and different ways that you can fast, uh, de daily devotionals that would encourage you. So that's an easy way to stay uh, connected. But today, that's next week, today is the official last Sunday in 2019. How about this one? The last Sunday of the decade. Come on, somebody. The last Sunday of the decade. We're starting something new next decade. Uh, that, that got me thinking because uh, usually the end of the year message is all about hitting uh, refresh. Uh, hitting the, the start over button, which is all good. But on, on Christmas night, after all the presents had been opened uh, and we ate all the tamales we can handle, uh, um, we decided to do what I think a lot of families do on Christmas night, get in the car and drive around finding some restaurant that can feed this poor brother and his family. Because we were out of food, done with tamales and just trying to find something. Couldn't find anything, but we enjoyed the, the Christmas lights. And it hit my daughter and, and she looks at me and goes, hey, Dad. Now that Christmas is over, do you think we can take down the Christmas lights? And I did what any good father would do. I rebuked her and said, you better ask somebody. You weren't with me two hours in the rain hanging up all those Christmas lights. We're going to enjoy those Christmas lights. We're going to enjoy all the, all the shine that those things bring off. Uh, so here's what I'm thinking. In light of what may or may not have happened in 2019, before we try to take down 2019 too fast and move past it, I figured we could give God praise because I know that you know that he was still faithful. Can we stand to our feet? Come on, campuses. Can we stand to our feet and thank our faithful God for 2019 because he blessed you, because miracles happened, because there was breakthrough, there was healing in 2019, and our God was still faithful. Let's not move too fast. Come on. Amen. You can stay standing. You never want to move past the blessings of God too fast. Everything else you can leave behind. But you never want to move past the blessings of God too fast. Turn to your neighbor right now. Excuse me. Turn to your neighbor and tell him, keep the lights up. Tell him, keep the lights up. Keep the lights up. Keep the lights up, man. Let's enjoy this. I'm going to pray for us. Pray that I don't lose my voice. Pray that God would bless 2020 and then we're going to let God's word speak to us. Jesus, we thank you for 2019. Thank you for all that you did. All the miracles, 
all the blessings, all the grace, all the mercy. We know it came from you, Jesus. And so we don't want to move past that too fast. We acknowledge that you are good, that you were faithful in 2019. And what you did then, you can do again in 2020. Would you bless that and our time and your word? In Jesus' name, everybody said amen. Amen. You may be seated, Rock Church. You may be seated. A new decade. My wife and I have been on a four-year journey to clean the garage. (laughs) And uh, it's been quite the journey. We've moved a couple times and so what you do is you have boxes and then there's another party with party supplies and you put those in in boxes and and then all of a sudden you have a storage unit that used to be a garage that stores all of your party supplies. I got a picture I want to show it to you. This is my actual garage. This is the cleaned up version. Don't judge me. Someone over here just shouted something. Don't judge me. I'm just trying to be transparent with y'all, show you my garage. And so you can see there's stuff everywhere. You got a random arm chair up there on a box. You got some Ikea furniture that lasts one move. After one move, the Ikea Ikea furniture should not go anywhere else. It lasts one move. They should put that on the box. One move, throw it away. Throw it away. But we still have it there. We got some other things. Uh, uh, And we've tried and tried and tried to clean it up. And and we, we just can't get to it. We can't get through all of it. And we have all of the excuses in the world. Oh man, just, uh, we'll get to it next month. We'll get to it the, the, the next uh, uh, time we have a party. Or you know what, there, or there's just too much. There's too much to, to even wrestle with. There's too many things in there. I don't have the, the time uh, to go through it. Uh, it looks like a lot of work. I'm not an organized person. Maybe we should get someone who's more organized. Or, or we even said, maybe we should give it away to our neighbors. We've tried that. We put the garage door o- open and just said, hey, y'all, come and grab something. If you see something you like, go ahead and grab that and take two of those. We've tried it all. But we've decided, my wife and I, that we're going to do something uh, uh, different in 2020. We're going to do something that we've never done before. We're going to do something new. This first Saturday in January, six days from now, we're going to have a garage sale. Uh-oh. I'm serious. We're going we're gonna to buy the signs, the little neon signs. You put the direction arrows, they're orange and, and yellow and, 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 and purple and put those all around the corner. I'm about to go straight 99 cent store on that whole thing. It's a dollar there. It's a dollar there. You can get two for a dollar with that one, a dollar there. I'm serious. We're doing something brand new. And here's what we've come to realize. If, if you and I want to make 2020, if you and I want to make the new year new, you have to do new things. If you and I want to see this new year be really new, you really have to do new things. Otherwise, it's the same year repeated, isn't it? It's the same 12 months. It's the same four seasons. It's the same birthday events. It's the same uh, retreat or getaway or vacations. It's the same work schedule. It's the same other than the number that's on the calendar. And so if you and I want to make the new year new, you got to do New things. Today I want to talk to you about new things for a new year. Say new things for a new year. Here's what God's word has to say about that in the book of Isaiah chapter 43. That's in the Old Testament. And I want to read verses 18 through 19. It says, forget the former things. Those things that you don't need, forget them. Put them back there. Do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing. Everybody say new thing. I'm doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. Look up here. I mean, look up here. No matter how successful or unsuccessful you think 2019 was or wasn't, without a doubt, I know that you know that God can and God will make new things come about in 2020. If you believe that, say amen. 
We know that God can. His word says so. God can, God will. He wants to bring new things in 2020. And so I want to bring you four new things for a new year that I believe will bless you, stretch you, and challenge you to become the person God's calling you to be in the year 2020. These are four new things for the new year. If you're taking notes, I want you to write this down. This is point number one. Four things for the new year. Point number one, I want you to let something go. I want you to let something go. If we want to make the new year new, we got to do new things. And one of those is to let something go. Now, Philippians chapter 3, 13 to 14 says, Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it. But the one thing, the new thing, the one thing I do, forgetting what is behind me. I want you to forget about that. There's something that you got to forget about. I want you to let it go. Forget what's behind and straining toward what is ahead. I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. Uh, there are things in our lives that are behind us, aren't there? And there are things in our lives that should be behind us. Come on. They should be behind us. And whatever it is, we need to let them go. And as Paul says, press on toward the goal to win the prize that's waiting for you in 2020. I'm talking about let something go like a bad habit. That one thing that you've been trying to let go of, that you've been, I want you to let that thing go. Because if you want to make the new year new, you've got to do new things. And part of that is to let that bad habit go. Or, or maybe it's an unhealthy relationship. How many have been on a date before and that first date you know, he's not the one. <laughs> nope, 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 nope. Uh-uh. I knew that when I first saw him come out. I was like, nope, he ain't the one. No. Or you brought her home to your parents and the minute she started talking, you're like, oh my, this is not going to work. It's not going to work. I just, as soon as she started talking, I was like, it was over. This ain't going to work. I want you to let that unhealthy relationship go. Or, or how about a, a secret sin or addiction? And check this out, the secret is out. God knows about it. God sees it and he is saying, do something new. You want the new year to be new? Do something new. I want you to let that secret sin, that addiction go. Of bitterness and unforgiveness, they have no place in 2020. Don't bring bitterness, unforgiveness, don't bring pride and selfishness into 2020. Leave that behind, as Paul said. Forget what's behind. That needs to be behind you and strain toward what is ahead. Uh, how about busyness? Uh-oh. Our culture wears that like it's a badge of honor. I work more days than any of you. I, work more, I did more hours than this. I, I, I went to more events than this. And then we can just go on and on and on to the break of dawn about what you did. I, I saw this posted on Bob Goff. He's a friend of ours. He's from San Diego. He's an, a well-known author, an international speaker. He put this on his Instagram this weekend. He says, it's very easy to confuse a lot of activity with a purposeful life. Hmm. I work more days than anybody. I made more money than anybody. In the past six months, I went to all the events. I didn't miss a single baby shower. I was at all the showers. <laughs> and you think you're blessed. You're not blessed. You're just busy. You're not blessed. You're just busy. And don't confuse activity with purposeful life because the money, the hours worked, the parties that you attended, too many things that look good, they don't last. Too many things that you think look good, they, they just don't last. So cling to the things that last and let everything else go. If you want to make the new year new, you got to do some new things. Point number one was let something go. If you're writing notes, taking this down, point number two is take something on. I want you to take something on. We're going to let something go and we're going to take something on. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 22 to 24 says this about taking and putting something on. You were taught with regard to your former life 
to put off your old self, let that go, which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires. And in verse 23, you're also taught to be made new in the attitude of your minds and to put on the new self. Take that on. Put on the new self. And it's created to be like God in righteousness and holiness. There are some new things that when you take them on, they actually make you more like God. They make you more Christ-like. They make you more like Jesus. It's a new discipline and perfect time to jump into this 21 days of prayer and fasting. That will make you more like Christ. You will cling to him. You'll wake up, I'm hungry. I got, I got to get something. I need, I need spiritual food for my soul. There's fasting. There, there's, there's getting into your word. You may take this on this year. Last year we read through the whole scriptures. And I know some of us fell off. That's all right. Take it back up. Take it on again. Take on this discipline of reading God, God's word. Now, we have a new pastoral support team class starting this next month. In fact, today, today, in our lobbies, we are uh, inviting and doing an orientation for, for, for people that feel a call that God has placed in their life to step into ministry. And it may be a pastoral call, but it may be just a support role for the pastoral team. But that's a real call. And we need about 50 people. Last service we had a few. I'm believing by faith that God has some of you right here. And you're saying, that's what I'm taking on. By faith, I'm stepping out after service. I'm going to go into that lobby and find somebody at the desk and say, hey, God called me. I'm taking that on, a commitment to minister to God's people. Maybe you're taking on better relationships. You're getting into our group or a D group. This is the year that you do that. Maybe you step out in faith and you take on going back to school. Many of you maybe don't know part of my story is I went to college, had a bad, bad breakup relationship, dropped out of college. Then met my wife, was inspired by everything that she had going on, and went back to school and finished. That may be the year for you. This may be the year that you go back and you take on that new challenge. It may be starting that new business. You have these ideas and God has given you those ideas so that you can take them and run with them. But if it's just an idea, it's just an idea. Execution is the name of the game. So take that thing on. Start that new business. Maybe it's starting a new job. How many have been praying for a new job this year? That by faith, God would have you step out and go find it. Uh, this weekend marks exactly one year since I became the Point Loma campus pastor. Uh, part, of, part of my testimony, my story is that uh, six years ago, my wife and I, we, we started the San Ysidro campus. We were invited by our senior pastor to do that. I'm pretty sure it was an experiment. I think that's why they picked me. Like it may not work, but it's all good. It's all good. I was 30 years old at the time, and we loved that campus. We loved that community. In fact, we live in South Bay. We know the, the culture. We understand the, the people. My, both my kids were born while I was the campus pastor there. Both my kids were dedicated at that campus. Uh, I married people in that community. We, we, we mourned with people in funerals with that, with that community. We were blessed in San Isidro, but coming to Point Loma all brought new growth. All of that brought new growth to my life. We were blessed in San Isidro, but this is about new growth. And this has been an incredible year, a blessed year, a faithful year. One that I look back and go, God, you were so in control. You were so in charge. You know exactly what you're doing. And so Vanessa and I immediately went into prayer and fasting because of this new step. We, we took something on. We immediately started to pray and fast. God, what would you do? What will it be like? Who are the people? Uh, what, what, are you going to give me what I need? Are you going to be there before me? Will you open the doors that need to be opened? And he was faithful. And through that process, we became more like Christ. I don't know what you will take on that is holy and righteous in 2020. But what I do know is that it will make you more like Christ. Whatever you decide to take on this year by faith will require courage, faithfulness, 
will require Jesus, you to be trustworthy, and it will make you more like Christ. This is part of making the new year new. If you want it to be new, you have to do some new things. So let's take something on. We're going to let something go. We're going to take something on. Here's number three. Write this down. We're going to love someone better. Come on, Rock Church. Let's love someone better in 2020. Let's love someone better in 2020. Here's what God's word says about loving someone better. In John chapter 13, verse 34 to 35, it says, A new commandment I give you, that you love one another. Now here's where it's new because there was an old one. Just as I have loved you, you are also to love one another. Because there was a, a, a love, love your neighbor as yourself. But now Jesus comes and says, I realize that some of you don't love yourself well. And so I'm bringing you a new commandment, a new thing. Just as I have loved you, you also are to love one another. And here's what happens. When you do that, by this, all people will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. If you have love for one another. Jesus commands us to love people like he loves. And how does he do it? He does it extravagantly, doesn't he? At Christmas, he's Emmanuel, God with us. He is the Prince of Peace. He, he is the, the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, the Lord of all kings, and the King of all lords. And at Christmas, he becomes Emmanuel. God come down in the flesh and takes the place of a baby. God loves extravagantly, and he reminds us, you, you, you should do as I do. Don't, don't love like, like you love. Love as I have loved you. Let me ask you a question. Who is the person that God is asking you to love better in 2020, Rock Church? Who's the person? I want you to think about it. Someone just came to mind right now. Or maybe there's a group of people. Maybe there's someone that's close to you. It could be a friend that's been reaching out. Hey, let's get coffee. Hope you're doing well. Merry Christmas. And you saw it. You kind of just, you know, I'll get back to that. I'm, I'm too busy. Or maybe it's a coworker. There's somebody in your life and that has no idea that you're a follower of Jesus. They have no idea that, that you come to the Rock Church. And God's saying, that's the one. That's the guy. That's the girl that I need you to go over and share your faith. I need you to be, be, be an encourager to that person this year. That's the person I want you to love better. Maybe it's a stranger. Maybe you're so focused when, when you're out in the world, you're out in the community, and you, you're just focused, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me, just doing me, excuse me, excuse me. And God's saying, this year, I want you to be a door holder. I want you just to hold doors for people. Come on in. Come on in. And you know what bugs me when I do that and people don't say thank you? <laughs> Did you just see me open the door? Did you just see that? I saw you coming the whole way, I held the door open, I had things in my hand, I did it with a foot, and you just walked in and didn't say thank you. But maybe God's saying, look, I just want you to hold doors. I just want you to see people differently. I want you to love better. Don't do it like you do it. Do it the way I loved you. Maybe God's calling you to love yourself better, a little, more, a little bit of self-care in 2020. And you're going to take this 21-day fasting, real serious, Rock Church, online campus, Microsites, you're, gonna, you're really going to take this thing serious. I'm going to love myself better. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get on one of these meal plans. It's beast body, uh, keto, Cheeto. I'm on all of it. I'm doing it. I'm doing all the diets. I'm getting serious about my fitness and my health, my time with God. I'm getting into the word. Some real self-care. Or maybe, maybe it's a family member or a spouse, someone that you haven't been loving well. They've been so, so good to you and you've been overlooking them. Uh, um, uh, one of the... Uh, uh, one of the, my, my wife's favorite stories, because it's, it's, it, I think it's extravagant, I think it makes sense with this passage. It, she tells a story to a lot of our friends and family we meet and different places we go of our first date. Because I went all in on the first date. I did. I went all in. I went all in. Uh, um, I picked her up and uh, had the whole thing, outfit all done. And, and I, had, I had the system bumping. I think that was impressive 
13 years ago. I don't think it impressed her 13 years ago, but I thought it was cool. And I picked her up, got her house, and we went to this restaurant in La Jolla called Fleming's. How many know Fleming's? Yeah, very, yeah, for 12, 13 years ago, that was even more expensive 13 years ago. And we did the whole thing. We did, we did the, the, the appetizer. We did, I don't even know what we ordered. We did the appetizer. We did the salads. We did the, the steak. We did the dessert. We did the whole, the whole thing. Then after Fleming's, we got back in the car and I took her to the John Legend concert. Come on. You know I was serious. Come on. Come on. Girl, I'm in love with you. This ain't the honeymoon. Past the infatuation phase. I know my John Legend. We were singing it in the car the whole way. We had the CD on. You got to set the mood. I went all in. I was extravagant on that first date. And she loves to tell that story to people. And, and well, I, I started up and I kind of tapered down. I think that's why she tells it. Because she's like, I, I wish you would get us a good meal. I mean, it's not that bad. But I went all in. I was extravagant on that first date. And she loves telling that story to everyone that we meet. In 2020, when you love people better, and you don't do it the way you do it, you do it the way that God has loved you extravagantly, the world will be put on notice that you are a follower of Jesus Christ. They will hear it, they will see it, they will want it. It will be a game changer in your community and in your family. They'll see it, they'll want the love of Jesus. If you want to make the new year new, you got to do new things. And part of that is we're going to let something go, we're going to take something on, in 2020, we're going to love someone better. Here's number four, if you're writing notes. We're going to put God first. And that seems real basic, right? It's kind of elementary. It's just, that's real simple. But, but here's what I know, especially recently, that common sense isn't always common, is it? And so some of the most basic principles, we've got to go, oh, yeah, that one. Put God first. And here's what his word says in Matthew chapter 6, verse 33. But seek first the kingdom of God... Whose kingdom? Campus is whose kingdom? God's kingdom. Not Travis's kingdom. Not Miles's kingdom. Not Sarah's kingdom. Not Tom's kingdom. The kingdom of God. Seek first the kingdom of God. And what happens? And all these things will be added to you. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. My, my wife and I have, have some friends that we met uh, last year, uh, Sean and LaToya. And we got to know them o- o- over the summer and hear their testimony, and I asked if I could share their story. Uh, they had been married for many years and had been trying to get pregnant for about six years. And in the midst of uh, not being able to conceive, and I know our pastor's been praying for that, but by faith that, that some of you uh, who have been trying would be able to conceive. And, and I believe by faith with you that this could be the year that God does something miraculous in you. I believe that. And that was the prayer of, of Sean and LaToya for six years, but through the tension and, and the ups and the downs and the excitement and the disappointment and the excitement and the disappointment and the help from doctors and all of these different things, the tension and the stress was too much and they signed divorce papers. Too much on the marriage, they separated. She moved away to Dallas. They signed the divorce papers. He was here in San Diego. God was still working, though, in the midst of that story. And then this past year, 2018, 2019, on New Year's, just like the season we're in right now, Latoya came back and they came together in San Diego because they had been praying through the whole process. And Sean never turned in the signed divorce papers. And they reconnected and they prayed And they confess their love for each other and realize that the grass isn't greener on the other side. In fact, it's astroturf. It looks fake and it's shiny and it's no good. Come on, that'll preach. 
and they came back together on New Year's. And they tore up the divorce papers. Come on, somebody. They ripped them up. But it gets even better than that. That day they decided we're going to stay married. We're going to buy tickets to a marriage conference, which was here at the Rock Church. They attended that in February. They decided to not only recommit their lives to God at that marriage conference, they recommitted their vows to one another at that conference. That was on a Saturday. That very next Sunday they attended church right here in this campus at Point Loma. On the way home, she started feeling something. They went and got a pregnancy tent and found out that she was pregnant with their new girl. I wish somebody would give God praise because he's a faithful God. Come on. This past uh, November, uh, they gave birth to Lily Grace on a testament to God's faithfulness. Here's what I know. Bringing God to the center of your life brings a blessing to all the rest. Here's another way of saying that. When you make God first place in your life, everything that follows him is blessed. And so here, 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 here's what we know. If we want to make the new year new, we've we got to make some new things happen. And part of that is to... Bring God first. Put God first. And, and he's not second. He's got to be first. And, and bringing him to the center of our lives doesn't mean I'm going to bring him around my life. Imagine if the nativity set had Jesus not at the center, but he was off to the side and Mary and Joseph were chilling in the middle. How strange would that look? So we're saying put God in the center of your life. He's got to be first. And he's not first on Sunday. Uh-oh. He's first on Sunday and Monday and Tuesday, and Wednesday, and Thursday, and Friday, and Saturday. He is first every single day of my life. My God must be first. He is always first. Rock Church, God has a new blessing for you in 2020. But if you want to make the new year new, you have to do some new things. What are we going to do? We're going to let something go. That thing that's behind you, you're going to let that thing go. Let it die. And then we're going to take something on. By faith, in courage, in boldness, you're going to step out and take something on. And you probably already know what that thing is, but haven't had the push or the challenge or, 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 or the, the, the shove to go do it. Let this be the spiritual shove. Let this be the spiritual motivation to go take something on in 2020. And then we're going to love someone better. And you know who that person is. And maybe it's you, but maybe it's a spouse. Maybe it's your kids. And you're going to love someone better. And when the world sees it, it will be a game changer. And in 2020, it's going to be brand new. And one of those new things we're going to do is put God first. He is the center of our world. Life with Jesus at the center is the best life. And if you've been living as a follower of Jesus and you feel like it's not going that great, I think you're doing it wrong. Jesus at the center is a game changer. It is the best life. It is the most courageous life. It is the most incredible life. It is extraordinary. Jesus makes you better at life and he makes your life better. Put him first. Put him in the middle of all that you do. I want you to step back with me as we wrap up our time into the garage. In fact, we can throw that picture back up. Because we just went through all of these things that we're going to do in 2020. But some of you are stuck in the garage sale mindset. All of those sound great. But as I look at the picture and I imagine my situation, it looks too overwhelming. 
It'll take way too much time to sit there and organize and, 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 and move things and figure out what I'm going to lay down and let go of. It takes too much time to go through my life and figure out. I don't have the effort, the money, uh, or, the, or the capacity, the energy, the drive to take something new on. Look at my garage. It's full. i got too much stuff in my life. And so I, I'm concerned that with all of these things, some of you are still in that garage sale mindset. Maybe I'll just give up. I'll just give it all away. I'm just going to give up. Don't give up. Make the new year new and do something different this year. And you may think, well, this year's already been tough. I'm, I'm, I'm going to wrap this year up and then I'm going to jump into January and then February and March I'm taking off. Watch out, March. <laughs> Maybe, but probably not if we're honest. Probably not. And so let's not wait for March. Let's figure all this out right now. All of our campuses, microsites, wherever you're joining us, right here in Point Loma, I want you to bow your heads and close your eyes. Some of you need to pray a prayer today to hit refresh and bring God back to the center of your life and come back to your faith. Because you're starting over in 2020. That's good. Some of you need to Begin a relationship with Jesus because he's never been in your world. You've heard about him, you've seen him from a distance, but he's never been the leader of your life, never been Lord of all. In fact, you've been seeking the kingdom of self. And today, some of you are going to pray a prayer to make the kingdom of God the main thing. And there's others of you that have things on your shoulders, have things in your garage, spiritually speaking, that you're going to lay down right here at the foot of the cross, the foot of the altar. And you're saying, Jesus, I just can't anymore. I have to let this go. And God is going to invite you to take him on. To pick up his grace, to pick up his love, to pick up his mercy that's new every single morning. Forgiveness for your sin and new life in Jesus' name. For anyone who's in Christ, behold, all things have been made brand new. Old things have passed away and new things have come to 2020 in your life today. So as everybody's heads are bowed and your eyes are closed, if you need to pray a prayer like that for any one of those reasons, to come back to God, to begin a relationship with Him, to lay something down, or to take on a new passion, but Jesus has to be behind you, pushing you, and he's got to be in front of you, leading you. I want you to pray this prayer in the quiet of your heart. No one looking around. It's real simple. Simple as A, B, C. We're going to admit that we need him. We're going to believe in our heart that God sent his son, and we're going to confess him as Lord. So I want you to pray this in the quiet of your heart. Dear God, I love you. I admit that I'm a sinner and that all have fallen short of your glory. And I'm in need of a Savior. I'm in need of your strength. I'm in need of your vision. I'm in need of your love. I believe, God, that you sent your Son to die on the cross for my sins. And today, right now, I confess you as Lord of my life. Today I'm seeking your kingdom first. And I'm believing all things will come to pass. 
As everybody's heads are bowed and your eyes are closed, our online campus, our microsites, San Isidro, San Marcos, East County, City Heights, wherever you're joining us, and right here in Point Loma. On the count of three, I'm going to ask you to stand. And by standing, you are proclaiming and professing your faith in Jesus. You are proclaiming and professing that Satan has no authority over your life. You are proclaiming and professing that my life is in Jesus. The old things have passed away and the new blessings of 2020 are coming to me in the name of Jesus. On the count of three, I want you to stand in faith. One, two, three. Stand to your feet right now all across the room. Stand to your feet. God bless you.